gather round, take a seat, relax. It's the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton, right here on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. You're with me, Rabbi Levi Afton, here for the hopefully the next 49 minutes as we Fabring together on Tuesdays from 1 to 2 p.m. And you were just listening to Hamala Masechas as sung by Yitzhak Meir and his friends. And the reason we're playing this music and some of the other music that we'll be playing throughout the show is, yeah, it's Rosh Hashanah, two and a half weeks. Oof, that's intense. Not tense, intense. Um, and powerful and what a gift to be able to have these times of the year. The times of the year, literally the calendar itself is forcing you to look inward, where the calendar itself comes and says, there's a different energy, right? Pesach doesn't feel like Rosh Hashanah. Um, different times of the year come up with different energies and different spaces. Time itself literally has an energy to it. Space has an energy. Time has an energy. We have an energy. And... Right, we're told that the holiest space in the Jewish in, the, in, in Judaism is the temple, and the holiest time we're told, for example, is Yom Kippur, and the holiest person in temple times was the high priest, and for like Yom Kippur, they would say it was the ultimate. It was the the mixing of the greatest person going in the greatest time in the greatest space. So that's what they said in temple times. And it was one of the great uh, sages in the last few hundred years who said, in these days, in this day and age, it's very different. The holiest time is this minute. The holiest space is the place that you're standing right now. And the holiest person is you. But the point is, time has an energy. And it's an energy. It's an little energy. And anyone can tap into it. It has a feel. And you could tap into it if you allow yourself to tap into it, right? You could go to a wedding, but if you're, you closed your eyes and you closed your ears and you're, you're totally locked in your phone, then you won't feel it. Allow yourself to be overtaken by the energy of the moment. And it will do, it will allow you to tap in. And that's really the goal of, of this time of the year. It's a full month of preparation to Rosh Hashanah, the month of Elul is to try to feel, to touch it, to, to, to get into the zone, to connect to Hashem, to reflect, listen to the shofar daily, etc. But it's really about zoning in. Because in our fragmented world, and I don't mean fragmented, society's fragmented, I'm saying fragmented brains, right? When our, we're all over the place, um, it's very hard to focus. It's, uh, just think about how hard it is for people to, to focus today. It's, it's actually mind boggling, um, how distracted we are, right? Once upon a time, you were able to retain information. You were able to focus. You knew a telephone number. Today, what do you, what do we know? We, we know nothing. Everything's on our phone and we're constantly distracted. I, I often say it in uh, my shiurim when I talk to people, I say, we, we quetch so much, we complain so much that people find us boring. But the truth is, we find ourselves very boring. Deeply boring. How do I know? 
Because spend five minutes with yourself and suddenly your phone will go on, the TV will go on, you'll start surfing, you'll start mind-numbing, uh, you know, scrolling on your phone or on your computer or on your TV, etc. Why? Because the moment I'm bored with myself, I actually go out of my mind. I, I, I can't, I, I can't sit with it. So the real question is not why do other people find me boring, but why do I find myself boring? And often the answer is because it's so hard to zone in. It's so hard to, to focus, to be able to be in this place at this moment. It is so challenging. It's so difficult. And therefore, I believe that it's now more than ever that moments like this, the month of Elul, the time that we find ourselves this year is such a gift, the gift to be able to log yourself in, to be able to get into the space of reflection, the, the space of connection, the space of, 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 of being, of connecting with your creator. It is such a gift, especially when we're all over the place, right? We, there's so much information out there. There's so much access. There's so much. Our brain is being pulled in a million directions, but it's not as if we know anything. I was listening to a, uh, a interesting talk earlier today, and um, he was comparing the time we live into to uh, Huxley's Brave New World, and the idea that there's so much information that you actually don't, you're saturated with so much. That you, that the truth, the truth gets diluted. You don't actually know, right? You go online, some million things. I'm not talking about truth about politics. I'm saying anything. There's so much information out you that how do you de- develop an ability to value what is information that's actually going to change your life and what is information that's absolutely mind-numbing nonsense, right? I mean, how often do you find somebody just forwarding um, oh my gosh, you hear this person said that. That must be profound. So much stuff gets forwarded to us that's nonsense. Even by good people. In other words, to be discerning, to be able to discern and see this information is actually gonna, gonna value my, is gonna add value to my life. And this information is absolute nonsense. Takes an incredible amount of wisdom and discretion. And the ability to really discern and say, okay, this has value and this doesn't. But when you have so much saturation, so your brain's literally all over the place. And to be able to sit there saying, okay, I don't, I don't need that much things flying at me. I need to actually focus and zone in, right? More and more we know a lot about everything, but very little about anything specific. And we need, at this time of the year, I think we, we, we're called upon to, to rezone back, plug back in. Channel the energy into one space instead of being all over the place. Because that's the way I feel. Like we, we live in a time that we're just all over the place. Once upon a time, you read one newspaper a day, and that's if you were interested in newspapers. Today, the average person is checking a gazillion. Okay, fine. That's an exaggeration. Dozens of sources of data every single day. This website that they check every day, and this newsfeed, and this Instagram influencer, and this TikTok machine, uh, you know, whatever nonsense, and this and this, and then just getting tons of information flowing at you. And but what do you actually believe? What's your value? Are you plugged in? Are you connected to yourself? Are you grounded? Are you are you settled in this world? I think so much of the, one of the reasons that the, so many of us are so anxious 
is we're, we're not in this world. We're like, we're hovering. We're constantly like a million plugs plugged into our brain, throwing information, pulling information. But the centeredness of meditation, the centeredness of connection, the centeredness of, that comes through prayer is something that we so desperately need at this time of the year. And it's this time of the year that we're really called upon to listen to the call of the shofar. And instead of being a fragmented, I believe, to become a tekiah, to become a a solid, as much as we can. Obviously, there's room for fragmentation, etc. But you'll see every time there's a fragmented blow, either it's the shvarim, which is three um, medium-sized Two, 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 or the two, 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 two. Every time you blow that, it's always surrounded, both at the beginning and the end of it, by the tekiah, which is the full blow. Right when we blow the shofar. Why? Because even the brokenness has to be contextualized. It has to be grounded. We need to re-center ourselves in our lives. Literally live within our lives rather than so all over the place. It's a challenge, but I think this time of the year gives us the ability to face that challenge. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM, and here we are. Conversation in the womb. Two souls talking to each other, two um, babies in the womb talking to each other, and one thinks that there's a world to come, which is this world, and one doesn't. I don't know, I, 20 years ago, nobody knew what a meme was. Today, we all get a gazillion memes with a lot of quirky and wise statements. And yet, I don't think we live in an age of abundant wisdom. I think our grandmother, who didn't know what a meme was, and not necessarily even what anything beyond a, uh, the phone that you turned with your finger was, I'm too young to remember those phones. They had more wisdom in their pinky than we have in uh, the thousands of memes that we've read and the thousands of cute quotes and courses because wisdom is from real life. And they had this incredible, incredible amount of wisdom. And I believe that wisdom, first and foremost, comes when you're mindful of your life, when you're sitting and you're actually processing your life. We were talking a few days ago, the simple act that people used to do called writing a letter where you have to articulate your experiences and the lessons that you've learned to your experiences and your, how you're sharing it and putting it into a letter format forced you to actually unpack your lives. But when our grandchildren are going to try to understand our lives, they're going to pretty much understand our lives by seeing our WhatsApp reactions. Did we give a smiley face? The laughter, was the laughter sideways or was it straight? Or other such ridiculous uh, expressions of of what we feel. But other than that, our, our world of expression, our world of understanding what we're feeling and understanding and unpacking our lives and digesting our lives is so much poorer um, in the age where every word is written in one or two syllables, right? BDH for 
you know, Baruch Dayan Emet or BH for Baruch Hashem. And those are just small, tiny examples of like how to be able to really to feel and to express and to get into our zone and really understand and unpack our lives. You know, often people say the years flown by. Oh my gosh, Rov, can you believe it again? It's Rosh Hashanah. So the years flown by. I often think to myself, is that a good thing? Are years supposed to fly by? Or is the year supposed to be full, not slow? A slow year is not a gift either. That means things are really, really unbearable. But flying, the year flying by, then you wonder, how much of my year did I actually ingest or digest? How much of my year did I actually with me into the next year? I remember one time someone challenged us and said, can you tell me one feeling and experience you had each month of the year? Not 30, not for each day, and not even for each week. Can you actually go back and, and recall and and take with you something that happened each month of the year? It's actually a challenge. Most of us could end up doing it, but it would, it would take quite an amount of effort. So obviously a year flies by. If I can't even remember what exactly happened in my February and what happened in my March, what growth I had, what challenge I took on, what what relationship I nurtured. So then, yeah, time flies by. But imagine each day was full. Kol yoma v'yoma avid avidete, as the sages say, each day I'm serving, I'm doing my my service of Hashem, I'm I'm living it. Then it would be so different. I went to a funeral recently of a person who died relatively young, but... To this person's credit, each day was so full of goodness, of family, of reading. But like years don't fly by when it's when your life is full. If if I'm just doing mind numbing stuff, like you know, whatever, just driving around and this shop and that shop and this uh, errand and that errand, and I'm not saying those aren't important. That's part of life, but that's all I'm doing, and I'm not enriching my life. With experiences, even if I'm in the car, I'm not enriching the car with just a positive experience, a positive conversation, etc. Then, yeah, my life will fly by. But I don't think life is here to be fl- flying by. I think a year is a solid amount of time. Twelve months is twelve months of experiences. Twelve months of hopefully adding value in other people's lives, other people adding value in your life, growing in wisdom, in knowledge, in Maturity, year is a big deal. And when a person comes to wrap up a year, it's not just saying, ah, okay, the year flown by. Can you believe we're having Rosh Hashanah again? Okay, what are we having this menu? What are we having this year for the menu? Now it's like to be able to unpack and say, wow, what a year it's been. It's been quite a year, guys. I don't know for you, but uh, in my, I'm thinking back in my life, it's been quite a year. A year is eternity. It's so much. So much can be squeezed out of a year. I mean, there's an old Hasidic expression that says, Azumer Togun Avinter Nacht is a Gansiyar, that a summer day is a longer day, and a winter night is like a full year. In other words, there's multiple ways of understanding that statement, but what they're saying is like there's so much you could squeeze out of that time. A winter night, what's like, especially in the, what, I think the statement was said in Russia over there, a summer, a winter night could be 18, 19 hours. 
and a summer day could be 18, 19 day, hours, substantial amount of time. You know, we all have those days that when we go to sleep, we put our head on at the end of the day, we feel like, wow, that was a rich day. It was a rich day. It wasn't a poor day. A lot of experiences. A lot of things happen. A lot of enriching things. It was good. Like it was, and there's other days that you just go and it was such a mind numbing day. Just a total, obviously something productive hopefully happened, but on the most part, it just feels like the day was totally wasted. And I'm not saying every day has to be heavy, right? A, a day in holiday could be very enriching. You spend time with family, read a book, take care of your health. But you still, at the end of the day, you feel like you've done something versus another day that you're just like, okay, what, I, I watched eight hours of YouTube nonsense and um, just puttered around the house doing absolutely nothing and ate four bags of uh, junk, uh, of chips and put on two kilos and stuffed lots of sugar down my throat. You know those days. Maybe you don't have them, but uh, I know people who do. And... <laughs> And those days are empty. Those days are empty. They don't, they, they don't have much to them. But it's this time of the year that we get to reflect and say, like, okay, what, how many full days did I have this past year? From Rosh Hashanah to the other, right? From last Rosh Hashanah to this one, or as we say in the Kol Nidre, Mi Yom Kippurim Zeh, from the, this Yom Kippur to last Yom Kippur. How, what, what was my, what's the rich year? Am I a wiser person? Am I a more sensitive person? Am I a more generous person? Am I a more mature person? Am I a more selfless person? Am I a more authentic person? If 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 the answer to any of that is yes, then the year has not flown by because in order to become a more authentic person, in order to become a wiser person, a more um, generous person, it's a lot of work. And the work is... It's time, and it's it's giving over. It's, it's deep work, right? The real work we do in this world is not only the job we have. The real work we do is our character evolution, developing and working through stuff of our character that aren't great and choosing to grow and choosing to evolve and choosing to become a better version of ourselves and choosing to stretch ourselves. Right, you know when you go to the gym and you're you're really really doing a lot, uh, you're pulling a lot of muscle. Eventually, you start seeing stretch marks. Well, how many stretch marks are there on my character? Right, how healthy is my 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 heart? I'm not talking about from a cardiologist perspective, but from a spiritual perspective, from God's perspective, from my own moral perspective. How healthy is my heart? How many grudges are sitting in my heart? How much resentment, how much pain, how much self-pity. We need a real cardiologist checked at this time of the year. A spiritual cardiologist, a good friend, a mentor, somebody, or yourself, if you're, if you have enough, if you're privileged enough, or you've worked hard enough to be able to develop that part of yourself, like to be able to look and sit there saying, okay, how's my heart doing? How's my brain doing, right? I have to go to my uh, brain uh, surgeon and sit there saying, okay, what, what ideas do I have in my brain? Do I have ideas that are productive, ideas such as gratitude, selflessness, charitable, 
gracious, forgiving? Or do I have ideas in my head of entitlement, self-pity, um, pessimism, uh, this just like ev- vengefulness, revengeful, like, what kind of ideas do I have in my head? What kind of emotions do I have? What kind of behaviors do I have? It's time of the year to, to ask hard, hard questions. Because when is a better time? To give ourselves a real, uh, right, you know, full body checkup. But not by the, not by necessarily by our family doctor or physician, which is also important. But that's, I'm, I'm not a medical professional. That's not what my show's about. But from like a Rosh Hashanah perspective, to sit there asking ourselves and say, like, am I healthy? From a spiritual perspective. And if not, what can I do to, to up my health? My cardiologist could tell me I have the greatest heart, but if my heart is full of anger, resentment, and all the other negative emotions, then my heart is not in a good space. It's not a kosher heart. And if my brain is full of ridiculous ideas that the world surrounds me and that my money is mine and the, and so many other destructive ideas, money above all else and therefore I don't have to be ethical, then I have to sit there checking into my brain and saying, lady, what's with your brain? Is your, do you have a healthy brain? Do you have a healthy heart? And that's what the Cheshben HaNefesh, the time of reflection of this time of the year, is really calling upon us. It's calling upon us to really, really, really evolve to the best part of, to the best of our ability to become a much better version of ourselves. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. We're coming slightly towards the end of the show. And really what uh, we've been unpacking today is the getting out of the fragmentation that our brain is in today's day and age all over the place and plug in. I always tell people that even if they're not ready to take on Shabbat, even if they're not ready to start keeping Shabbos, do this. Put your phone away. In other words, if you're not ready to get rid of the car, if you're not ready to get rid of the shop, you're not ready to get whatever. Again, each one of us in our own journey. But just for your own sanity, if not for God, one day a week, get off your phone. One day a week, get off your computer, get off your phone. Stop allowing this little device in your pocket to control your life. One day a week, and the truth is it's, there's so many people beyond the religious Jewish community that have, that have taken on some form of Sabbath because like it's, it's madness from all, besides all the junk that we see on it, all that stuff. I'm just saying simply from what it's doing to our brain, our inability of being present. Imagine for 24 hours, there's no beep that will take you away from yourself, right? Every time the WhatsApp rings, people are taking out their phone. Some people literally every time some one of the 500 people they're following on Facebook posts something, they have to take their phone out or Instagram. Imagine one day a week that nobody controls you besides yourself. Imagine one day a week that that you're, you own your time because with this phone, you don't own your time. I was watching, uh, I don't know where I was reading it, but I was uh, reading, I think it was, an interview with uh, this big uh, movie producer, director, 
think he just directed uh, the movie Oppenheimer. Haven't watched it, but I heard it's an interesting one. Anyway, Christopher Nolan. So I, I, something caught my eye. I was I was just scrolling one day doing you know total mind numbing stuff, as we sometimes do. And this thing came up that says Christopher Nolan writes his scripts on a computer that's not connected to the internet. I thought, wow. Yeah, I mean, how else do you create a powerful genius script than by detaching and getting into the zone, right? 20 years ago, most of us didn't have, or 25 years ago, most of us didn't have computers that were really connected to the internet. Today, we are literally plugged into the internet all day, every day, even the watch on our, on our arm. So here's my little piece of advice or recommendation for the new year of Rosh Hashanah. More time away from your devices, more time to be able to focus, to read, to think, to connect, to bond, and to plug into yourself, to meditate. Right? As we start off the show, if you find yourself boring that you can't spend 10 minutes with yourself, why are you surprised that everyone else is finding you boring? Sit with yourself. Talk. Get to know, your th- explore your thoughts on certain things. Not for a, a narcissistic, self-serving thing, but really to connect to your core, to connect to your purpose, to digest your life, to process what you're going through. Otherwise, yes, the year does fly by. But in my humble opinion, a year that's flown by is not a, it doesn't say much about the year it was. Because if your year was full and you digested it and meditated and reflected, I hope your year hasn't flown by. I hope it's been a full year. Not too slow, not too fast, but just at the right pace. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 High FM. So this is 101.9 Chai FM. And here we are just two and a half weeks before Rosh Hashanah. But it's not only before Rosh Hashanah. This time itself has its own inherent value. The value is, as we're told, the king's in the field. God's accessible. Hopefully we're accessible to God. We're also out in the field, off our phones, into nature, and able to connect. Right? The famous story that uh, in the early 2000s, they took the, one of the best violinists in the world and put him in a train sta- in a train station in Washington D.C. and almost nobody noticed it. Right? You could have the king in the field, but if your eyes are not open because you're actually walking into poles because you're staring at your phone while you're walking, the king could be in the field and you could totally trip over the king and actually continue walking without noticing it. So God's accessible, but really the question that I believe we have to ask ourselves at this time of year is: Am I? Am I accessible? Or is God literally showing his face to me and showing a connection and saying, here, I'm here for you, lady. Just say hello. Right? You know the famous joke about the guy that screams to God and says, please let me win the lottery. Please, 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 please. And eventually God turns to him and says, okay, buy a lottery ticket. This time of the year, God's giving us the lottery. He's saying, come in, connect. But I have to show up. I have to get out to the field. I have to walk out of my house and get into the field. It doesn't say the king comes to my house. It says the king's out to the field. But I have to get off the couch and walk into the field. I have to show up. I remember seeing one time a commentary on this analogy of the king of the field. It says the king comes to the field, but not the desert. The desert has no growth. The field has some form of growth. 
you have to show up to the field and show show up with a bit of growth on your part. There has to be some vegetation, there has to be some vitality, some something happening in my life. Because people often say, where are the signs? Well, I don't see God in my life. But I believe that if we show up to life, we show up with our eyes open and we're looking for God's hand in our lives. Think back to your life, how your life's unpacked till now. You'll see God's hand. You just have to look. Just have to look. So let's get out to the field. Let's show up. Let's show up us to our beloved. And may we merit that our beloved shows up to us as well. And our relationship to God can go on a whole new level and truly upgrade our world and ourselves. Wishing you may we all be written and inscribed for a good life. And we finish off with the song of Lemancha by Eitan Katz on 101.9 Chai FM.